Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 49 is entitled, Twelve Steps to the New World Order. The only way you can destroy the old world order is by making the majority of people dissatisfied with the way things are, or by making the new world order look more attractive. People naturally resist change. When people are content and comfortable, they are harder to move. The democratic socialists want to destroy our democratic republic and replace it with socialism or the new world order. To do that, they must make people dissatisfied with the status quo. The following are the 12 primary tactics they are using in collusion with the popular media. 1. Tribalism Tribalism is the purpose behind their slanderous name-calling. Sexist, racist, homophobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia. They need to generate hate and distrust of government. Therefore, they are trying to persuade the people that all conservatives hate women, hate blacks, hate gays, hate lesbians, hate Muslims, hate immigrants, hate the poor, etc. They must create division on a large scale or the revolution will not succeed. If they can show themselves as the champions of women, champions of blacks, champions of gays, champions of Muslims, champions of the poor, champions of immigrants, etc., they can win their votes. Individually, the groups are a minority, but collectively, they are a guaranteed majority. However, to keep the vote, the left must keep the fear, hatred, distrust, and feelings of oppression alive in those groups. Whites have become the enemy. All whites are referred to as white supremacists, domestic terrorists, and systemic racists. In fact, they are the basket of deplorables referred to by the left. What Marxism and communism did with the working class, the democratic socialists are doing with the minorities in America. What better way to do that than to show that all conservatives and all who want to keep our democratic republic alive are villains? 2. Class System Democratic socialists must convince the people that the rich are evil and are the cause of misery and oppression of the poor. Redistribution of wealth is necessary to socialism, but that can only be justified if the people are convinced that the rich earn the wealth by exploiting the poor. It is Marxism. They must show that the rich are in a conspiracy to take over the world. And if it weren't for the rich, the poor would not be poor. That is how they justify redistribution of wealth. Otherwise, it would be seen as theft. They constantly blame the evils of the world on rich whites, thus increasing division. 3. Economic Collapse Though the left are the great giveaway artists, politicians on both sides of the aisle ignore the 30-plus trillion dollar debt as if it didn't exist. Even when they rarely talk about balancing the budget, it doesn't include paying off the debt. They simply disregard the debt or the cost of their social programs. 
the Democratic Socialists, the biggest spenders, will benefit the most because they are seeking for a total economic collapse so that they can save us. Anyone who thinks that we can continue ignoring the debt is living an illusion. Money is an elusive thing at best. In times past, rocks were symbols of wealth. If a person had a large rock by their front door, it symbolized wealth. That proved impractical as society advanced. Therefore, the gold standard was introduced. That also proved impractical with world trade. Therefore, the gold and silver standard were discarded, and money became merely paper, then plastic. In our electronic age, paper and plastic have become impractical, so we are changing to cryptocurrency, or digital money. In other words, money is disappearing. What happens when faith in money fails? The only thing that is keeping the economy alive today is constant commotion. We watch the stock market as if it were a living thing, but it is all based on an illusion. As with the morals of this nation, there are no longer any standards. There are no absolutes. We live in Jonathan Swift's Laputia, as described in Gilbert's Travels. There is no foundation to anything. Under present conditions, economic collapse is the only certainty. 4. Global Catastrophe People must be frightened out of their lethargy. Therefore, there must be a global catastrophe, or the imminent fear of one. The left found its fiery dragon in global warming. Global warming was the natural disaster they needed to advance their agenda, and the extreme environmentalists handed it to them on a silver platter. It is fear-mongering. We may and should clean up our environment using sensible measures, but we have no power over our solar system. As with every gunshot, the left advances gun control. With every natural disaster, such as a hurricane, an earthquake, a tornado, or tsunami, they advance the theory of global warming. Since only a strong centralized government can address such issues, they advance their cause for bigger government. From bigger government, there's a push for a one-world government. The argument is that only the centralization of world power can save the world from global warming. People must be frightened into dramatic change. Fear and extreme want are the foundations of change and insurrection. They found another chimera in the COVID-19 virus. COVID-19 is serious. Many of us, even with the shots, have suffered from its effects two or three times already. But that isn't the issue. The left used COVID-19 to disregard our Constitution and Bill of Rights. They will use any excuse to gain power. Complacency inspires no revolutions. 5. Open Borders and Loss of Sovereignty If enough cultures overrun our nation, then there will be no loyalty to the Constitution. They will bring their culture with them, which is socialism. A new constitution will have to arise to address diversity. Unvetted immigration is the answer. It creates constant chaos, allowing illegal immigrants to vote, to hold political office, to receive special treatment. It is the surest way to destroy democracy very quickly, for citizens will no longer have power over government. That is why the left is pushing for no voter ID, granting driver's license to illegals, granting privileges, welfare, health care to non-citizens. In other words, giving rights to illegal immigrants that in many cases are denied to citizens who pay taxes. 6. Socialism, Progressivism, Communism, and Totalitarianism Social Democrats use any economic crisis to advance socialism, promising that the government will take care of the poor. They will provide free college education, 
free housing, free phones, free food, free everything. Government-created equality is the goal. It is all a ruse to centralize power. One cannot have a new world order unless power is centralized. 7. Redefining the Family Democracy cannot survive if families are destroyed. A strong family is the foundation of freedom, a belief held by most Americans for over 200 years. Traditions are passed on through nuclear families. By destroying the family, defined only as marriage between a man and a woman, Social Democrats destroy the nuclear family, thus turning people's hearts toward the state. A dysfunctional family loses control of the children, thus giving the state greater power. The state becomes the father and mother figure. The moral values of Christianity are replaced with the woke values of the New World Order, beginning in kindergarten and on through high school, college, and university, thus assuring that values are government-controlled. The purpose of redefining the family is to destroy traditionalism, home, hearth, God, family traditions, defined roles, motherhood, fatherhood. All those give stability. The mother is the role model for the daughter. The father is the role model for the son. It was designed from the beginning by God when he created Adam and Eve and commanded them to multiply and replenish the earth. Without the stability of a strong family, it makes it easier for the state to take control. It is a jungle mentality. If lions, tigers, cheetahs, and other predatory animals can separate the weak from the herd, they are more likely to achieve a kill. In the same way, by destroying the family, the children become vulnerable and are more easily controlled and led into captivity by the state. 8. Redefining Gender The implications of denying the absolute nature of gender have not yet been explored. It is the life's vestige of normality to destroy our perceptions of what is male and what is female. Where there is no sexual identity, there can be no concept of absolutes, no moral absolutes, no gender absolutes, no maleness, no femaleness, no God, no creator. It takes away all identity and makes of us what Bertrand Russell called an accidental collocation of atoms. Therefore, the state may define what is real. The state becomes God and the citizens mere automatons. Perhaps nothing has surprised me more than the fact that people steeped in science can be so quickly persuaded that natural law is not absolute. All of nature argues against such insanity. I do believe that if people can be persuaded that gender is not a law of nature, they can be persuaded of anything. And Puck was right. Oh, what fools these mortals be. 9. Globalism For globalism to occur, there must be a world crisis. In addition to global warming, this can be triggered by natural disasters, economic collapse, nuclear war, fear, pandemics, open borders, environmental extremism, colluding governments, secret combinations, treason, and loss of sovereignty. 10. Breakdown of law and order. Defunding the police, minimizing criminal actions, siding with the criminals rather than the victims, releasing violent prisoners, not requiring bail, not prosecuting criminals, the rise of gangs, secret societies, civil unrest, breakdown of law. The left pushes to leave our borders unprotected. They applaud civil unrest, such as the March on Wall Street, Black Lives Matter violence against opposing candidates. They applaud hate speeches. They take away the right to bear arms, 
freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of the press. During the Obama administration, they supported terrorism. They allowed four innocent men, including the ambassador, to be murdered and tortured by terrorists at Benghazi. Not only did they refuse any type of support, they refused to call it an act of terrorism. They blamed it on a backyard film which criticized the Muslim religion and even arrested the filmmaker. Obama subversively gave $150 billion unconditional dollars in cash to Iran, a hotbed of terrorists. They referred to acts of terrorism as workplace shootings. Obama, at taxpayer cost of millions, ordered the removal of words from government documents that used the word terrorism. The Democratic Socialists defended rioters, looters, and violent protesters. They reduced the military and accused the police of racism. They prosecute those not of their party and give a free pass to those of their party. Some advocated no constabulary. They created sanctuary cities, released murderers and terrorists from prisons. They encouraged illegal border crossing and refused to allow voter ID. They defended bribery among their own ranks, but maliciously attacked conservatives using smear campaigns and slanderous and false accusations. Law and order must be destroyed, and anarchy must march in the streets for a new world order to form. People must be persuaded that the new world order is better than the old world order. In fact, they must be persuaded that the new world order is the only solution. Everything the democratic socialists do is aimed toward undermining our democratic republic. That is why they applaud lawlessness in our streets. The movement toward gun control is not for our safety, as they claim. It is to make us more vulnerable to predators so the left can be our saviors. They can only step in and save us in an atmosphere of fear. 11. Breakdown of Moral Absolutes The state determines what is good and what is evil. Political correctness replaces Christian values and moral virtues. Good is called evil, and evil is called good. The Ten Commandments are condemned as a violation of rights. God is removed from everything. Religion is attacked. Christians are considered fanatics. The moral laws of the Bible are considered out of date with the times. Relative values are necessary for the new world order so that they can dictate what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil. God and religion, particularly Christianity, stand in their way. 12. Constant Commotion For fear to continue to exist, everything must be kept in constant commotion. Every time guns are used illegally, the left ignores the true cause and promotes their propaganda for gun control. Every time there's a natural disaster, the left ignores the obvious cause and promotes their propaganda for climate control or global warming. Every time someone's feelings are hurt, the left promotes the propaganda of class hatred, racism, homophobia, transgender, gender, etc. Rather than condemning illegal immigrants, they attack the terrible injustice to those who blatantly violate the law. Every time there's a shooting by the police, regardless of the circumstances, the left claims racism or police brutality. They keep hatred alive by applying a specific event to an entire population. They condemn all police, all conservatives, all guns, all rich, etc. Truth is entirely lost to keep hatred alive. There must be constant war, or the New World Order cannot appear to be our saviors. It all must be done through fear. The elements above are already in place. They're going to get worse, not better. 
Look at how the left spends all their efforts trying to impeach the president while excusing corruption and bribery among their own ranks. Look at how they slander Justice Kavanaugh to prevent a conservative from being appointed to the Supreme Court. They care nothing about truth or justice. If things continue unchecked, we will suffer the crisis in our government, and it will not stop until we crash into the greatest depression the world's ever seen. Only from the ashes of our fallen republic can the new world order arise. A new world order cannot coexist with the old world order. In an overly optimistic prediction, it will occur within the next 20 years. The economy could actually collapse at any time, as with the economic collapse of 1929 that sent shockwaves throughout the world, leading to World War II. But an economic, political, social, and moral collapse is exactly what democratic socialists want. Otherwise, there can be no new world order. The question of whether or not there is collusion, machinations, or conspiracy on the level of those who control the Democratic Socialist Party perhaps cannot be conclusively proven, but should be judged by the unanimity of their actions and the absolute disregard for truth as they systematically destroy our democratic republic and replace it with socialism, whether it is by design, by instinct, or by default, whether there is a universal conspiracy or not. The consequences, if unchecked, will be the same. If things continue as they are, an economic collapse will occur, and democracy as we know it will disappear before the year 2040. The great horror is that even when it occurs, it may not be seen for what it is, a loss of liberty. At what point do we reach critical mass? In physics, critical mass is defined as the minimum amount of fissile material needed to maintain a nuclear chain reaction. Here I use the term as the minimum amount of tension needed to maintain a government meltdown. It could begin anywhere. It could begin in civil war. It could begin with states seceding from the Union. It could begin with gangs. It could begin with open borders. It could begin with our own government, which is using the Justice Department and the FBI to spy on American citizens, to raid the homes of conservatives, to declare war on those who disagree with their leftist policies, to declare war on whites, even on parents who speak out in school board meetings. Small things can trigger very large events. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.